0: Every team, every topic, everywhere.
1: This is Believe. Everybody knows everything's bigger in Texas. And there is a Texas size showdown going on in the major leagues right now. Bet Online is your number one source for all your baseball wagering info. Up to the minute stats, news, scores, matchup breakdown. Only one place to go Bet Online. Plus, don't you get it twisted. They've got all your odds and betting information that you need for college and NFL football. I'm talking real-time updates, spreads, odds. It's all there. Everything you need to stay up to speed on each LCS all the way through to the World Series, it's all there at BetOnline. So why don't you do me a favor, and do yourself a favor. Grab that mobile device, head on over to BetOnline, sign up, and don't forget to use that code BLEAV, that's believe. get yourself a 50%, that's right, I said 50%, welcome bonus when you sign up. Bet online, where the game starts. I hope you're ready to have your mind blown with the greatest health and fitness information on the planet. Yeah, buddy. All right, it's the Mikey Likes You podcast. I am Mikey, who likes. You are you, who is liked. What a great system. Uh, today, I wanted to get some stuff off my chest. Some of it is going to be helpful and productive. Other stuff, uh, mainly one topic, it was just so wildly, aggressively concerning to me. And so few, so few things are <laughs> concerning to me. Um, but this one really, really, uh, genuinely scared me. And it has to do with health and fitness, so I wanted to kind of dive right into it and give a, a real experienced view and advice and talking to, to you young men, mostly young men and, and uh, some young women out there. Because there is a whole new growth of really dangerous behavior being promoted or at least glamorized on TikTok and Instagram and, and YouTube and things like that. So I wanted to dive into that. But first things first, I want to say thank you to Giorgio, the man who makes this show possible from a visual and audio standpoint. Uh, I want to say thank you to Bet Online, who has always had my back. Uh, first attachment, who makes the best nutritional supplements on the planet. In fact, I pulled one of the clips that I'm going to talk about from a First Detachment talk with Ali Gilbert, who is the the queen of men's health. Um, And uh, use code Mike10 if you're going to check out First Detachment. I can't recommend them enough. And of course, the patrons, all of you at every tier, thank you so much because you do help make this show a reality and you help make it um, feasible for me to look at this as something i can do for a living not just kind of a vanity project and uh you top tier clients you know who you are it means so much to me that you would invest that much not it has honestly aside from the money the fact that you would give have the trust to turn over your desired transformation and put it in my hands and and be that uh open to me a lot of people that I work with all of the people I work with. It's not just about sets and reps and eat this, don't eat that. There's a level of vulnerability that you have to have where it's like this week, my wife's been driving me crazy. And because of that, I've had nothing but pizza and cheesecake. And my boss is a fucking asshole. And, and, and that's really at the core of where you get these huge body transformations. When you, when you look at it from the inside out, does anybody can eat egg whites and anybody can lift weights. It's, Can you get control over yourself in a holistic fashion to be able to do it for years and years and years or just a long period of time in general? And uh, so thank you. It's a good tie in because the first thing I want to go over is I'm very, very upset. I get very, very um, prickly about the fitness industry. In many facets, it, it is bothersome to me. But one area that makes me so mad is this notion of like speedy results. It's very lucrative to sell people this idea of the 28-day get ripped for summer program or use this product and bulk up, gain five pounds of muscle in 30 days. Or, And the reality is of with anything, But you can see it very clearly with body transformation or with sports performance. But with anything in life that is really powerful, really meaningful, it takes forever. It takes a long time to do anything. Anything that you look at at the end of your life and go, wow, that was very meaningful to me. This was very powerful to my life. Being a good parent Developing a career that you're passionate about. Making lots of money in whatever said career, if you want to do that, okay? Um, A a, a successful marriage or, or romantic relationship. All of these, every one of these things. Recovery from drug addiction. Developing an addiction. None of these things happens quickly, All of these things that are powerful, both in a negative and and a positive direction, oftentimes take a very long time. And they take a consistent level of effort for a prolonged period of time. And one of the main reasons why I think there is so much malaise in this country in particular, I I can't speak to other countries, but it, I can say for North America, right, is because we have become hijacked by this notion of let me get this quickly. If I can't get this quickly, then it must not be worth doing. And it's actually the opposite that's true. There are some things that are very quick and and they give you immediate uh, kind of gratification that are awesome. I'm not going to, look, when you have that piece of pizza or a couple pieces of pizza, when you have that you work a long day you work a hard day and you deal with your family and you do what you can to to put food on the table and to keep your wife and or your husband happy and your kids and do do you better fucking believe at night if that's your thing cracking open a couple beers or taking a bong load is fucking awesome and i'm not saying don't do those things if you're able to regulate it what i am saying is that these long these meaningful powerful kind of ideas. Like I said, when you're on your deathbed, whether it be tomorrow or in 40 years, you understand that it comes with a lot of sacrifice, a lot of work, a lot of effort, and a lot of discomfort over a prolonged period of time. So I want to show this clip of this lady, Allie Gilbert, who again, I I like her very much. She's very smart, very smart. The Allie Gilbert on uh, Instagram. She has this client that she wanted to show off, and she should because this is an amazing transformation. And she puts up this guy. He's not that fat. He's not like out of – he's just like a normal dude. But she wanted to show what is possible in three years, three years of working with this man who started from, like, not that bad a place. He's just kind of a pudgy dude. So check this out. Watch this video. And then, again, keep in mind what you're normally seeing. Showing up. Invest in yourself. Invest you
0: know? in yourself. Believe,
1: Believe in, in yourself. You. Yes, you can start to see yourself. the guy's losing weight. The, the love handles are right going right down. Right. Look at him, oh, man! He's starting to get starting up. to look at, look at that back now. Even if you don't see the results, and he just very, keeps now look at this. Two years in, three years time. in, and finally he's stage ready after three years. They're not going to come if you quit. By the way, to Keep get those results, up. where you're seeing these pictures now. Three years is fast because that guy is shredded and jacked. That doesn't come easy. That guy actually, and I wanted to use that video as an example, to show, to, just to show you that you're talking 36 months of effort to get those results. I got to be honest, that's kind of fast, even if he was on gear, because that dude was jacked and shredded to the bone, and he started, he wasn't, like I said, he wasn't you know, biggest loser, but he was just a normal guy. And I get plenty of normal guys, 25 pounds, 50 pounds overweight, plenty of normal girls, 40 pounds overweight who are get contacting me. And then they're unhappy that they don't see results in two months because we've been brain fucked so thoroughly. To think, and we, by the way, because of Instagram and things like that, and, and I'm not shitting on Instagram, I make my life on Instagram and, and TikTok. And you've been brainwashed into thinking that we have realistic body image issue, um, ideas. We don't. Men and women, old and young, right now are so fucked up in the head about what an uh, idealized or realistic body is because so many dudes with crazy six packs and so many chicks with. 20-inch waist and gigantic asses that are made of muscle are putting their their bodies out there. It was a very, 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 very small margin of the population that saw those images just 25 years ago. It was dudes like me and really, really rare, these chicks that would go out and buy Women's Health magazine, Muscle and Fitness, Women's Muscle Fit and Flex magazine. This was a one- two percent of the population was actually investing the time to going out there and seeing those images now all humans old young men women black white doesn't fucking matter you are inundated with this imagery of these guys who have fucking shredded abs and 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 women with diced glutes and big booties and tight little waists, and you have this really disproportionate idea of what a body should look like okay and on top of that, then you have an incredibly disproportionate idea of how to achieve said body. And you go and you, you, you work your ass off and you lose 25 pounds of fat and you gain a little muscle. And you're like, why don't I look like fill in the blank chick? Why don't I look like Chris Hemsworth in Thor Ragnarok or Jason Momoa? And you realize like, hey, those people have God tier genetics Most of them are using performance-enhancing drugs at a at a pretty high level, and they train their fucking asses off because they get millions of dollars to do that. They get to forego all the shit that we have to worry about to achieve that body because that's how they put food on the table. The Dwayne The Rock Johnson literally puts food on Yes. Is he an actor? Is he a wrestler? Of course. But the reality is, is like, Dwayne The Rock Johnson is rich because he's jacked as fuck. Okay? He's not Christian Bale. I I think The Rock is great on camera. I think The Rock, in his prime in, like, the Attitude Era, was one of the greatest people on the mic. He was so fucking talented and funny on the mic. The Rock's awesome. But let's be clear. The Rock makes millions of dollars because The Rock is jacked as fuck. Crazy jacked. And so you better believe when he's spending four hours a day splitting up his workouts into cardio in the morning and weight training at night and, and having. A, uh, I know Rob Cordry. Uh, we're not like best friends or really, anything, but I'm very friendly with Rob Cordry, you know, from radio and stuff like that. I like, the, I like Rob very much. I think he's a very talented actor, but I, I know the guy, okay? So we were just shooting the shit one time. I think it was actually on the air. We were talking about uh, doing um, painting game. Because Rob Corgi was a, a, a ancillary character in Pain and Gain, right? So I go, what, what's The Rock's eating like? Because we were talking about, he was saying how, how great Dwayne, he's so hardworking, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. He's actually very talented and he's hardworking and he's doing, I go, what's that, what's eating like for that dude? Because he's so big. If you've never met The Rock, you forget he's not only buff, he's like 6'3". He's huge. And Rob Corgi told me on set there were dudes that was their job to he'd be eating one meal. They're cooking another and they bring it to him in between takes. He'd, just, he'd be like, we're doing a take. And the rocket's get like a bowl of shrimp and rice. You know, you hold on a minute. And then they go into do the, And then sure enough, while they're he's eating that shit, they're cooking another meal. And then chicken and rice is coming in a couple hours. You know, what normal person has that luxury? None. Zero people. Okay, so don't have this disproportionate idea of what your body should look like because you're inundated with said imagery. And understand that one of the biggest virtues, I, again, I speculate with anything of importance in life, but, but most certainly when it comes to aesthetic changes, one of the biggest virtues you can have, up there with discipline, up there with self, self-worth self and self-belief. Up there with uh, work ethic and, 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 and lack of laziness, right? Maybe above all of that, patience. You have to have some level of patience. If you want too much too quickly... You will not only not get your intended goal, you're going to push it farther away. If you train twice a day for two hours because you're like so desperate to get jacked, you're going to put yourself in the hospital. Or at the very least, you're going to put yourself in in bed sick, calling in sick to work, not being able to train for two weeks at a time, two months at a time. You try to just overstep your boundaries and next thing you know, you've actually gotten yourself farther away. If you want to get jacked so desperately that you're eating 6,000 calories a day, you're going to get so fat that you're now so much farther away from being jacked that you've shot yourself in the foot. Here's Dr. Mike Isratel, Again, another guy who I respect very much. He, he certainly... People in the fitness industry get catty and they talk shit. But one thing's for sure. Mike Do- Dr. Mike Isertel knows what he's talking about when it comes to hypertrophy and, and, and body transformation. And here he is talking about gaining mass. Listen to what he has to say. The thing about getting big is that it requires you to add size. The only way you can add size is if you eat more calories than you burn. If you eat thousand more calories than you burn, you're going to get really fat, very fast. If you eat a hundred more calories than you burn, no one's going to notice that you're gaining anything. But somewhere between 250 extra daily calories and 500 extra daily calories, which reflects gaining roughly half a pound to a pound per week. That's gonna add some size. 0.5 pounds to one pound, somewhere in that ballpark, a week. That's how much you should be gaining. And I completely support that. You get so gangbusters about being a jacked monster that you start eating three, two, one, two, three thousand more calories than you should be eating. And you're like, I gained 20 pounds this month. You gained 19 pounds of fat and water. And now your hormones are all screwy. Your estrogen's through the roof. And you're making it even harder to put on mass. But then, I, and I suffer from this way, way more than the alternative. But I suffer from this a lot. I want to bulk up. I'm in, a, I'm in a gaining phase right now. I'm so obsessive about my fucking abs that I'm eating like 50 to 100 calories more than I should be eating measuring that i was like oh i had this this quarter cup of rice and like like, because i get so obsessive about my abs blurring out you know and like the my delts looking a little bit more blurry Then now i'm not gaining any muscle anyway right so you have to have the patience the self-control to look to play the long game i'm gonna gain a pound maybe if i'm lucky of muscle a week that that's really that's like top tier that's like ronnie coleman Okay, but natural athletes with normal genetics, you're 0.5 if you're lucky, 0.5 pounds. You should be gaining a week, maybe a pound a week. And so that over two months, three months, you may have gained 15 pounds. I mean, that's crazy i i think you, hopefully if you're if you're a fan of the show you had justin harris sitting on this couch right here talking about it a couple months ago and he trains the best bodybuilders in the world some of the best bodybuilders and physiques in the world and he said you're lucky you're actually lucky if you're gaining five pounds of muscle you know if you're just looking at it from a scientific approach you're finding five pounds of muscle in a year five pounds of muscle is a lot it make a huge difference if you don't get fat but this is reality Okay, the the once you get really a guy like me, forty five years old, and been training a long time, I'm not going to gain my, uh, five pounds in a year. Is realistic, but if you're just getting started, newbie gains, and you're young, you got great hormones, and you're ready to go, you could gain fifteen pounds of muscle in a year, a year. But if you want it too quickly, if you don't have the patience, you're going to gain 45, 50 pounds in a year. And guess what, shithead. It's gonna be mostly fat and water, and I talked about it with Conor McGregor. You know, a year ago when we first started seeing those pictures of Conor McGregor, and the internet's like, "Oh, Conor's getting huge. He's getting jacked." I was like, "No, Conor's fat. Look at his bloated ass face," because he tried. You know, he's a guy who's probably going from burning just extraordinary amounts of calories a day from training. Being a professional MMA fighter at a high level, you have no idea the work, that I mean, just the exhaustion that they're putting their body through on a day-to-day basis shatters his leg, so he's not doing that. And now he's just eating and pumping iron, and everybody's like, oh, my God, he's getting huge. I was like, no, he really isn't. He really is not. I mean, I think he's because Conor McGregor also has great genetics and is clearly a very fast-twitch guy. He put on some muscle, but he had this big fucking bloated face, and he, he just didn't look good. He didn't look good. When you see Conor, when he was at fighting at 155, especially when he was fighting at 145, he looked a little sickly. But when he'd be fight-ready when he was fighting at 155, you're like, whoa! Especially that that second Diaz fight when he was fighting at 170. I think it was catch weight at one, or did they agree to fight it, welterweight, or was it a catchweight? catchweight I,
0: th-
1: I just remember it was bigger. It was, yeah. He was bigger than Donald normal. Donald uh, the Strone fight. He looked fucking amazing, like an Adonis, you know. Mm-hmm. And just don't get it twisted. Like weight gain is not the goal. You want to put on mass, you got to have patience. If you want to lose body fat, you got to have patience. If you try to have a f- five, uh, let's say you have a your base baseline for maintenance is 2,000 calories if you try to eat 1,000 calories for three weeks to get ready for some event like you're really not burning a lot of body fat you're just just sucking water and muscle mass out of your out of yourself you ever watch Survivor those people lose like 40 50 pounds and uh, it's not a good thing. If weight loss is just what you want to do, just starve yourself. Trust me, you'll lose a shit ton of weight. You'll lose a shit ton of weight. You're not losing the weight you want to lose because you have to have the patience to have like a 500 calorie, 250 calorie deficit over a crazy long period of time. And train and take care of yourself and sleep and be, be kind to yourself and do all this stuff. And you got to do it forever. But when you did, when you get, when you achieve that, if you were, you know, like my my guest last week, Laura Massetich, when you see her body now, she's not just a chick who lost a bunch of weight. She is a a bad bitch, like a straight baddie, and she was huge and fat. Do you think that happened quick? No, she had to see. She had to play the long game. And the light at the end of that tunnel was really far away. And she just didn't stop. Boom. Pounding, 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 keeping going. And there were probably times where there wasn't much progress. There wasn't much motivation to keep going. Because you're like, Ugh, I feel like I've been more perfect on my diet this week than any. And I, I think I might have gained a pound. As we all do from sodium and and. You know, the humidity in the air and water we drink, it's not a linear thing. But she kept pounding. And then when you get that, when you achieve that, the results are so much more fulfilling than just stepping on a scale, being like, I'm lighter. But you know, you know as well as I do, and I don't even have to see your ass, that you get in front of the mirror and you're like, yeah, I lost 40 pounds, but I'm not exactly happy with what I'm seeing. And I'm certainly not happy with how I feel can't really sleep that well because I'm starving and I'm edgy because it's not it's not how it's supposed to go you can't just bypass all that okay so I, I just want I know I'm, I'm sure it was a little bit long winded but I am passionate about that because I do think the narrative right now the very popular narrative is this is how I should look and it's completely unrealistic and the all, all the narrative also uh, the alternative narrative sorry not the alternative the the concurrent narrative is that, and I should do that pretty quickly. Neither are true. The idealized body for you may be something like Dwayne the Rock Johnson. It may, if you're a girl, it may be you know uh, you know Jessica Beale in her you know or so you know, one of these Instagram models. I, that's fine, but don't. Sell yourself short if you make amazing results, and it doesn't necessarily equate to what those people are achieving because they get paid big bucks to look that way, and almost all, certainly the people I just mentioned, have crazy genetics, crazy off-the-charts genetics. You know what I'm saying? I have a buddy, Mike Safi. He and his brother both. Um, I'm trying to book them on the show They're out in Southern California But I'm going to try to line it up I like Mike very much And I don't know his brother But he just won Masters at the Mr. Olympia They're both Masters Olympia champions Okay They're both Or Mike is a natural Olympia champion And his brother's a Masters Olympia They're natural drug tested World champions of physiques Shredded Amazing full muscle bellies Okay I look pretty good I'm not going to lie. For a 45 year old guy, I'm looking good. I'll never, no matter how long or hard I train, look like either of the Safi brothers. Why? Their shoulders are this wide. Their waists are like this. Out of the womb, they already beat me. (laughs) I have a big blocky waist, a short torso. I have some pretty broad shoulders. I think naturally lucky. But Mike's and it doesn't. You know, you're of course. Then you start putting the pieces together. They are both. Dominant track stars In high school I was a good athlete and all But I was never fast Gifted cause I, I just They were blessed with Amazing fast switch muscle They have teeny little waist Big wide shoulders Everything's working out for them Does that change the fact That they grind No They grind their ass off But I can't ever Get disappointed If I do all the gear And train crazy And have the perfect diet And not look like that guy Or, or those those gentlemen They They win you know? I'll never look like Brad Pitt in Fight Club. Brad Pitt's like 6'4". And thin. He's a naturally thin guy. But you know, but, uh, with clothes on, if I stand next to Brad Pitt, you'd be like, oh, the tall fella doesn't work out, does he? Because I I'm, I, I was, it depends on what you look. Don't shoot yourself in the foot thinking that you don't have advantages. Can I, can I look like Tom Hardy in Warrior? Fuck yeah, I could. I probably have at times. But I'll never look like Ryan Reynolds in in uh, Deadpool who looks great because Ryan Reynolds is like a million feet tall and teeny very lean body you know kind of swimmer body so when he jacks up he lo- has that Tarzan thing I'll never be that guy I'm a little fucking power plug I'm 5'10 <laughs> 190 you know so it's just like don't have a very narrow idea of what you should look like in the end and when you don't achieve that have a realistic idea of what you should look like in the end or want to look like in the end And then also have a realistic idea of how long it's going to take to get there. Okay? Lastly, and maybe the most crazy, I can't believe this is real. I can't believe this is real so much that I literally had to do fact checking. Because I was like, well, there's no fucking way. This is mainstream old school media just trying to get clicks. There's no fucking possibility that there is TikTok steroid challenges. That's just insane. I know, I just got through saying earlier in this episode, there's a lot of dangerous kind of body image problems with social media. I get that. I hope I don't perpetuate some. I'm not that jack, but, you know, I'm an older guy who's got abs. So maybe putting up pictures, maybe it does give people a, a, a bad uh, feeling about it. I, I hope I don't. But I don't think it's so bad that there's literal... TikTok steroid challenges, because we all know that TikTok is geared towards young children. And so that there's, the, it's, it's literally tantamount, in my opinion, to being TikTok fentanyl challenges. That's how crazy it is to me as someone who used steroids as a young person. I want to preface this all by saying if there's one thing that I will pat myself on the back for and say that, oh, you know what? That is an asset. That is something that I have in my, in my, uh, my quiver that I do well. And a lot of it is mostly by circumstance. It's not even that I have some talent. It's, it's just the way my life played out is that when I hosted Loveline for a decade, over maybe a little over a decade. This is an advice radio show where lots of times people will call up with silly stuff. You know, hey, how do I ask my girlfriend out? You know, I I, or how do I ask this girl out? I I sit next to in my math class, right? Sometimes I I can't stop farting. You know, there's a lot of silly, fun stuff too because I was doing it with a physician sitting next to me, Doctor Drew. But especially towards the end, as society started to change a little bit, there's a lot of serious shit. I'm 17. I'm addicted to meth. There was a lot of serious stuff, a lot of addiction, a lot of abuse. And if I I could honestly confidently say like, well, that is what I have going for me. Is that I made a shit ton of mistakes, especially when I was young. And I would take these calls and 100% of the 10 out of 10 times, I would be able to talk to that young girl and I'd be like, listen, I know, I know. I don't think. I know. The last thing you want to hear is some old fart like me telling you what to do and what not to do. I get that. I hated that shit too. But I've been where you are. I sympathize and I am, I'm empathic. Be very careful and really rethink what you're doing right now when it comes to fucking chicks without a condom it comes using meth using heroin using pills drinking like crazy drinking and driving all these things it wasn't like the nancy reagan era like when i was a kid and you have dare officers coming in and being like don't just say no don't do you know? I'm like, shut the fuck up it literally made me want to go i was like well i'm gonna well, i'm gonna say yes because this is insane there's a 40 year old person telling me what to do and whatnot i'm not doing that I'm not sitting here saying, hey, 19 year old guy who looks up to uh, you know, Brock Lesnar, don't use steroids. What I'm saying is I've done it and it's a bad idea. The overwhelming lion's share of young people that are going to use performance enhancing drugs have no fucking clue what they're doing. And these are immensely dangerous drugs especially when used irresponsibly. Do you know the difference between an anabolic and an androgenic compound? Do you know what DHT enhancers are? Do you know good post-cycle therapy, aromatous inhibitors? Do you know bridging cycles? Do Do you have any concept or did you just see something make me big, muscle go good, put in body? I am someone who really knew what I was doing before I took that step into using steroids when I was 20, 21 years old. I had the luxury of people older than me who had been through around the block and they take me and they explain everything. You got to run tests no matter what you're doing. Close. If you're cutting, you got to use the short esters to something like propanate. Okay. Then you got to combine it with the right anabolic. If you're bulking up, maybe deck is a good choice. Winstroll as you get closer to leaning out or like if you're going to do a show prep, um, you know, primo ball old school, but it works really well, but I I, they all broke it down for me and it was still a fucking disaster. When you take anabolic androgenic compounds, your natural hormone system shuts down. It recognizes, you you want something? Your balls do shrink for you fellas out there. They do. You know why? They stop working. Contrary to popular belief, your balls don't make cum. (laughs) They produce male hormones. Your prostate makes your cum. That's why Dr. Drew, who had his prostate removed, shoots ghost loads. It's crazy. I know. This still blew my fucking mind because he'll blow loads and no load comes out. He just feels the good. And I said, that's like my 9-11 because my favorite thing in the world is ropey strands of jizz. I'm getting off topic. Here's my point. So your balls are there. They're, they're there. to Their testes are there to produce testosterone and male hormones. When they recognize that an exogenous form of said compound is coming into your body, they're like, okay, we don't have, we, our job is done here. And that's when you get testicular atrophy. Okay? When you purposely shut down your testicular function and subsequently your endocrine and hormonal systems, that took me a decade to get back to normal function. A fucking decade. And I had friends in high places that gave me good advice on Clomid and HCG and real post-psychotherapy. And to just get myself out of the emotional downfall of losing gains, of feeling the the immediate psychological, negative psychological effects of putting those drugs in my body when I already had perfectly high testosterone levels and uh, sex binding globulin hormone globulin all these things I was already healthy I was 20 fucking one years old working out and you're gonna suppress everything and then throw those dice to have a good decade maybe it could be shorter could be longer but it's gonna be a long time of getting yourself sexually emotionally physically, psychologically, back to where you feel good about any of that again, you're going to put that on the line for a fucking cycle when you're already hormonally great? Check yourself, man. It's not worth it. Now, if you're a young guy who's in the major leagues, yeah, all bets are off. I don't give a fuck. If I made millions of dollars to do certain things with my body, I'd be like, you know, I, I totally get it, dude. Don't get caught. You're a professional grappler. You're a professional model. You're a professional bodybuilder. You're on the fringes and take my advice or not, but I kind of get it when that advice goes over your head because, look, that's your livelihood. I'm not endorsing it. I'm not saying it's worth it, but it's different. If you're just Johnny Cool Guy who wants to be buff or... Uh, Molly, uh, Molly flat, who wants to have Instagram model booty, don't do it because I guarantee you with 100% certainty, if you don't lie to yourself and you have the discipline and the willpower and the, and the, and the belief in yourself to follow through with eating right and training, you will look amazing because newsflash you're fucking 20 or 19 or 23 or whatever the fuck you are. I'm forty five fucking years old. You are already functioning. I take hormone therapy to get to where you are now. Literally, I just started uh, hormone replacement therapy earlier this year, and I have to get my blood taken by a doctor, and he, you know, so that I could be in a healthy range. What is a healthy range? What you have right now, fuckface. <laughs> I mean, I, I, look, I, I, I hate to make a joke. I'm being dead serious. So check this out. So I see this this uh, screen cap on uh, on MSNBC, right? And it says, uh, steroid TikTok videos aimed at teens get millions of views on the app, according to the report. And I don't do what is common for uh, people your age I'm talking to you now. I actually read the article, and I was going, well, <sighs> That sounds bad. I don't know. Emma's NBC. And it's, this isn't a partisan thing because it could have been Fox News. It doesn't matter. I was just like, ah, this seems like something that would get a lot of attention. I don't know if they're steroid TikToks because then again, I also am kind of self-aware. I'm go. I'm 44, 45. I'm not on TikTok. That's I, 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 kind of, what, what kind of fucking loser am I? What am I going to do on TikTok? I'm, I'm an old man with kids and shit. So I don't, so I just don't know. I don't really, I'm not familiar with like the way things work on TikTok, you know? So I just kind of wrote it. I was like, I think that's a scared, I don't, I, I don't know. I cut you uh, kids in the TikTok a little bit more slack. I was like, there's no fucking way. Because like I said, I kind of look at it like the, the, like there's meth TikTok. And I'm like, there's no way there's fucking meth TikTok. We would all kind of collectively go like, that's a bad. Sure enough. I go to Google, I go to TikTok, I just on the on the browser. I don't even have the app. You know what? I go, and I put in steroid TikTok and steroid TikTok challenges, and there's a ton of fucking steroid TikTok challenges. It blew my fucking mind because of all the stuff I was just talking about. I was young using steroids. It's not a good idea. It's actually profoundly dangerous. It can ruin your life. It didn't ruin my life, but it came damn near close. I had to have a tremendous level of psychological, emotional, and medical support to pull my shit out of the hole that it creates. And here is challenges to do, and like, yeah, let's show off our... on top of it, the most dangerous of all steroids. Well, not the most, okay? because DNP and shit like it. But most people aren't even aware of them. But as far as, like, commonly known steroids, trembolone, trembolone Acetate, it's the one that fucks your body up the most. You feel like shit. Check this out. So I go and I see, like, these trend challenges and I'm like, this is impossible. I click on it and sure enough, there's a, a video of uh, a guy, uh, another guy I like a lot, Greg Doucette. Greg Doucette's an IFBB Pro bodybuilder who's been open about his use listen to what he has to say about this shit. the 30-day trend challenge i completed the 30-day trend challenge and the results might just shock you the challenge is simple take trend for 30 days and see how much progress you can actually make Do not take trend. Of all the steroids I can think of, this is the worst one in terms of how it makes you feel. It's the most suppressive, makes you feel like garbage, very hard to come off, shuts you down for months. And so why would you take it? And so anyone thinking about going on this 30 day challenge, well, you are an idiot. He's right. If you think about doing this, I'm not gonna call you an idiot. I'm not going to say you're dumb. What I will say is like I've been you. If I had TikTok in 1999, I would absolutely be f- pumping my ass full of shit. Let me rephrase that cuz that clip's going to be used forever mm-hmm. in all of uh, all over Grindr. I would be injecting myself and taking pills all day if I had TikTok. Lit- uh, I, I legit so I'm not condescending to you. I'm not trying to talk down to you. I'm not trying to make you feel bad about yourself. I'm saying I'm the old fuck who was you. I don't want to see you go through the same shit that I went through. Because just like with narcotic addiction, I have a supportive family. I came from a uh, a wealthy upbringing where my dad would write checks to rehabilitation centers when I got myself into trouble. I had friends and family all over that would support me and tell me, you can do this. Let's go. And it was still fucking impossible to get off drugs. I had professional bodybuilders, retired professional bodybuilders, meatheads, old drug gurus all around me, chat rooms of real smart people showing me how to use steroids when I was 20. And I soaked it all up like a sponge. And I used them properly. I didn't get crazy. I trained. I ate. And And when I got off, it was impossible for me to try to piece my life back together because of the depression. Because of the anxiety. Because of losing my gains. Because of the the flushed red hot skin. Because of not being able to sleep. Because my hormones were back. Because I was a 23-year-old guy who didn't want to fuck. And I'm the horniest guy that's ever lived. I control it. But all I like, all I care about is hot chicks. All I care. I was beating off five times a day when I couldn't have sex. Even when I was, sometimes I would have sex with an attractive girl and it would make me feel more horny because I'd be like, I'm such a stud. And I'd beat off because I was so, and I, sh- and I was not only Not horny. I found it disgusting to, like, think about kissing girls and stuff. It was like, ugh, because my libido was trashed because I had to internally destroyed my body. So I'm not coming out here as some old fuck being like, you dumb kids, reckless. I'm saying it because this looks appealing and it gets dressed up in a way that it, it, it seems glamorous and cool. I know, because I'm that guy, that there are plenty of young people who desperately want to be jacked, desperately want to be shredded, and I'm telling you, this is the reality. Don't fucking do it, and it's not worth it, especially when you're young and you have great hormones already. All right. Thank you. If you're interested in further information or more geeky info on anything that I talk about on this podcast, I will put my Patreon link in the show notes below. And thank you again to Giorgio, First Attachment, and Bet Online in this crazy mixed-up world that makes you think that nobody cares. Remember, I do. Be good. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for
0: B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.